nothing's ever easy on episode 344 of We Were Gamers, JJ. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Andrew? <laughs> it's uh, more the truth every day, my friend. Um, look, JJ, the mouse is moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I open this window and I click on it and I wanted to, you know, like type something in the search box, the keyboard is also working. Hey, those are Bluetooth devices. <laughs> we can do it. See, it just we can't have the camera on. Yeah. So welcome to a new episode. Of we were gamers. Uh, if you loved last week because you listened to the podcast uh, on your headphones and not with YouTube up, you're going to love this week, too, where we continue working on this uh, fun little Steam Deck because um, our minder isn't here to keep us on track, right? <laughs> is that what we say? That, that? Hmm. <laughs> That's just my, it's, I think Michael's probably the most buttoned up and, uh, and on track among us. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, maybe the... Yeah, okay. I could go with that. Yeah. It's definitely not me. No. No. Yeah. I we yell could... too much for it to be me, so... Yep. Exactly. That wasn't my go-to explanation. Um, you're tangent... You like tangents. I just, you know... I just follow where the the will takes me, you know? You're I don't a f- let... You're a flow guy. I don't let the man or the schedule or... <laughs> topics of conversation tell me what we should or shouldn't talk about exactly yeah this is becoming a fun little hobby of mine um as we sit here with this weird screen open i'm gonna click mount and open on uh my drive that i've named after a mouse droid by the way mse6 in case you were wondering uh in here is a game uh named suikoden 2 that we own and a bios file for yeah, I, PlayStation. Like, hey, I I bought. Uh, well, to be fair, I didn't buy it. I guess it was given to me for Christmas on release. Sweet code in too. I have yeah. an original copy for the and PS One. We've got a PlayStation sitting around here somewhere. So I looked this. I looked this game up a while ago before Did it you? got had before it had gotten re released on the PS Three as like a PS One classic or whatever. Yeah, I this think game I was have worth that like on the Vita three actually. or four hundred dollars for a copy still- of this game. It's still worth like in the 200s because people want the physical copies. We're going to talk about that yeah. today. Let's talk about physical games today, JJ, because that's going to Great. be that's going to be a thing that it is taking. It took over my life over the weekend, and it is uh, something I gotten into a little bit on understanding what what's valuable to me. You know, I think we talked yeah. about this at the end of last year, but um, Suikoden is very valuable to you, right? It's worth two hundred dollars, yeah. and it's still sitting on your shelf because it's valuable uh, yeah. to you. I think this is far and away the most expensive game I own, like rarest, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, I probably have that rare, but it is it was not printed a ton of and it was not super popular at the time. I don't know how much Final Fantasy three on the SNES is going for. It was like a hundred bucks ish. It's going for a lot now, but again, all SNES all popular SNES games are going for a lot now. Yeah. I've but got it's not um, like exactly rare, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Sold quite well. I've got some of those um, gold cartridge Zelda games. Maybe those are worth something. Um, I don't know. I Again, the, the thing the thing about games that are worth a lot is either they are obscure, right? Like this one is kind sure. of obscure, or they weren't print. They like they didn't print very many of them, right? Because they didn't make a lot of them or whatever, and then they got popular mm-hmm. later. Yeah, those are games that 
that are worth a lot. I imagine those Zelda cartridges are worth something, if only because yeah, there was Zelda. a billion Zeldas made, but like yeah. Zelda is super popular and everyone well, and, wants one. And carts, you know, carts yeah. are harder to well, find like good people... copies of with boxes and all that sort of thing. Right. Uh, definitely if you want, you know, boxes and, you know, manuals and all that sort of stuff, the price goes up quite a bit. Yeah. I'm copying the Suikoden um, ROM over uh, that you were kind enough to make for me. Thank you. Yeah. And we put that into PlayStation, I believe, in this folder yeah. here. Yeah, it's a PS1 game. P, so it's going to be under PS, probably. P, uh, PSP, PS, PSX? PSX will be the one, yeah. That's the one. Okay, so we'll paste that. Um, while we're talking, while that's copying, um, JJ, last time we couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm going to show you real quick. Uh, I don't know if you watched the podcast thing, but we'll show the people. Uh, I did, also. but yeah, oh. let's show. Oh, this is cool. Downloading an update. Hey, EMU deck will good. restart. What a cool program, you guys. You know, good for them. I will Whoa. Say, uh, okay, we got st- changes here. Yeah, go ahead. Say, say. Of, I will say a lot of emulators seem to be quite good about having auto updates turned on. Good. And I boot, uh, you know, whenever I boot an emulator on my uh, PC, I'll frequently get a little pop up that's like, hey, man, you want to download the newest version? It's, you know, version this, and you, here's the version you have. And like, I'll say that I always do it, but I definitely will be like, all right, like, am I more than a couple versions behind? Yeah, I'll grab the new one. Yeah. Decky plug in to. Con- Check EMU deck controls for each emulator while on game. Okay. Install it from tools. New parsers. Same boy PS1 on RPCS3 and Sharp X68000, Commodore VIC 20, and Commodore C16. Not consoles I'm familiar with. Well, the PS1 on RPCS3 is using RPCS3, which is a PS3 emulator, to run to PS1 run PS1. Interesting. Similar to how you could stick a PS1 disc into a PS3 and it would work. Why would they do that? You you can do it with just a PS3. You just stick the yeah. PS1 oh, disc okay. in there. So it's got, it's got support for that original PS3. Um, because they took PS3. that out. My PS3 doesn't do that. No, no, no. They took out the PS2. Oh, that's right. I got PS1 it always worked. Yeah. And so this is something right. that I found very interesting is for the years that I had a I had a PS1 growing up. Yeah. And then I had a PS2 in college until it got stolen. And then oh, I, had bummer, PS, man. I had a PS3. Um oh no, sorry, all the games got stolen. The PS2 itself didn't get stolen. <laughs> um too hard our, to unplug our, it. Our, our, our apartment got broken into and like a bunch of stuff got taken. Um, the, but the PS3 I had when I I was living on my own after college and I was like, I played a bunch of PS1 games on it because it didn't support the the backwards compatibility PS2 stuff. Correct. I didn't have any PS2 games. (laughs) I did have PS1 games and, you know, some PS3 games that I had bought at that time. Um, but I was able to play my old PS1 games on the PS3. No problem. Just stick it in there. Nice. Uh, other bug fixes. This is probably important. Solved an issue preventing retro achievements from working. It's uh, probably not, a, not important, most likely. Passwords. <laughs> bezel uh, bezel fixes. Okay. All right. Whatever. Uh, go back. Sounds good. Checking for updates. 
Uh, we're going to go to tools and stuff, I think. Downloading files. Oh, oh well, well, to, we have to do to the do. actual update. Right? I don't know. Custom update. I don't know why it's... I, gu- I guess that's what it downloaded was the update. Uh, What are we doing? Updating stuff. We have to go through all this again, huh? I don't know. Uh, why do I got to click through all this stuff again? Just... Oh, maybe because I... Because I told it I wanted to overwrite everything? I don't know. Everything's the same, though. Do you... No. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we can talk then while this is... Oh, wait. Watch log. Important. Yeah. Heck yeah. I gotta click this okay. button. Click click watch log. Okay. Well, that's confusing and weird, but we'll go through the install uh, update thing again, I guess. Just seeing whatever, whatever it's trying to do. I hope it doesn't overwrite all the ROMs. It shouldn't, right? I have no idea what it will or won't do. Oh, this is going to be an interesting experiment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what why it wanted me to go through all this again. Or did I just assume it did and, and just reinstall the whole thing for some reason? Bro, you're asking me questions that I'm not going to be capable of answering here. Uh, yeah, but we're on a podcast, so it's like either we sit here and stare at this and all wonder what the heck happened or we uh, talk about it. I mean, uh, very clearly... Uh, very clearly, it is not installing everything it did last time. It's almost done um, yeah. installing. So it, I think that was the update. Well, well time will tell. Um, I guess we should talk about what uh, I did this weekend. I pulled every retro console I own and some of the other ones I have acquired recently, like an Analog NT Mini Noir, uh, Analog Pocket, and all of them out and i'm recondoed myself into making sure that i sincerely wanted these things in my life um i was put into a little bit of a funk because jj have you seen the prices Prices for um misters oh i mean i believe their expensive uh stuff is expensive these days you know not only with uh (laughs) quote unquote inflation yeah did you hear about uh, this thing with the eggs uh look man companies make money and they call it inflation and then their profits are (laughs) 700 percent higher than they ever have been before and they're like man this was crazy how much the inflation huh guys yeah that's uh that's called greed (laughs) i i appreciate you distilling it to one word i like that quite a bit uh, uh feel free to that by the way that was the reason gas prices went up before too uh yeah it's the same thing it's all it's all the same yeah i'm glad uh, we're on the same page here but you know uh look man yeah the those mr uh boards that were being used for the mr were not the most available thing okay. before yeah they're i mean they come from one company right and oh, unless you get a knockoff one um, yeah, and, and it's a small are, company and they make them by hand and right they weren't the most available thing and that was like when the mister was only a little popular and now it's kind of a lot popular so you know i expect uh the prices go up and down right they'll go down as you know supply of those chips is made and the people get a handle on the orders and you know but it's uh 
yeah i'm sure it's uh i'm sure it's a lot <laughs> yeah to be fair um, though like how much was one of those analog uh nts or the minis cost right like they're not cheap either yeah retail they're they're still less than a mystery which is mind-boggling right like well yeah but that's like it, if you could could you get one retail like they don't make them right no so. you can't get one retail um you can get i guess you could order a super nt mini right now um pre-order one for whenever the heck they are able to make them but you know could a super nt mini do everything a mister could do no okay so the answer to that question is easy right if it can't do uh well i guess so i i guess to be fair i don't know uh what kinds of capability exists for the super nt mini core like the the chip inside there yeah um but by the virtue of it being a like kind of a more closed system, you're less likely to be able to get 10,000 people working on it like you can with the Mister, right? Which is inherently an open source platform, a thing that's cobbled together by a bunch of different people that parts that you can swap in and out, like customization you can do that the MT Mini is not capable of doing, right? Like you can't just like open the NT Mini up and like, plug in a VGA adapter and output it to your monitor, right? Where you can do that with a mister. I think it does have one though. Yeah. But like you want another one? Sure. You want to plug in more Ram to that thing? You can, you want to have like (laughs) an HDMI output? There you go. Like there's those things can all be done. Right. And it's to your choice what you want to have. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well, let's take a pause on this real quick because we're in front okay. of this back, uh back to the back to the back parser to the stuff so we were in this menu before we read kind of what to do and then ignored some of it um so emulation station de is the only thing i want to show up in steam i don't want all this other stuff showing up and you can you can choose any of this stuff right you can have uh well we can i can show you an example actually and, so no, but i mean i think it's good that they give the you, you don't have to adjust it here but well, like, so, you know, it's good that they give the the options for folks if they like, hey, I don't want to use like emulation station, which is like a launcher for other emulators. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If I just want to like, hey, I want to straight up launch this emulator with the games I want. It lets you do it. And like you just straight from the Steam menu, go boop, and then it pops it up. Right. So this is kind of answering one of the questions I had before was how do you know which emulator it's running? You can choose if you want a specific emulator to run. Like if you're getting RetroArch and you're going to get one of these two, Swan Station or Beetle PSX HW. So like if you launch it from Emulation Station, it's going to launch in whichever one is set in RetroArch. Mm-hmm. If you wanted it to run Duck Station, it seems like to me that you would need to then hit this parser button like this. And have that show up in Steam too. So we'll just do that for now because I can always turn it off later, right? You know, not that big okay. a deal. Uh, we're going to take this up here. The thing we didn't do, and I did this on the last podcast, was go to the preview up here. And then you hit generate app list. And then boom, there's emulation station. And look, there's sweet coding right there. Yep. So if you if you were to go here, this is how it would look in Steam. Oh, cool! It pulls the box box art too. That's the long box art. That's nice. Yep. Yep. So you save the app list, 
but now, JJ, we're going to have a problem. If I went to try and play that game, what would happen? Uh, it would open a thing. Would it? I don't know. What are we talking about? It's not going to run. Oh, yeah, sure. Right, because you haven't... <laughs> uh, put the... It's going to so, try and launch a thing, and there's no thing to launch. Right, so we have to copy over a BIOS, which uh, maybe we have to cut this part out, you know, because this is, like, illegal or something. I, uh, I mean, you know, your own legally dumped BIOS is not illegal. Ah, good point. So, you know, um, for really what this part is about is the BIOS is the thing, the software on the console that runs before it boots your game, right? Right. If your console has a menu you can go to, like when you turn the console on and a menu shows up, that's a that's a BIOS, right? Or if there's a logo screen, usually that's some some form of BIOS, like the the logo of the manufacturer of the console. You know, your GameCube logo, your uh, you know, your PlayStation 1 logo with that sound, ooh that sound. Mm. Uh the you know, the menu from your Xbox or your PS3, right? Those are all contained within the BIOS. Right. So, uh, you know, just for editing purposes, in case when I'm staring at this later, I decide to take it out. We had to add a BIOS. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. It's been added. Uh, you know, I don't know what's what's out there to show. Maybe I'll look around to see what's allowed. Uh, so here we are. We're back into big picture or gaming mode, as they call it. And if you go to the Steam library, boom. What's right there, JJ? Sweet code. Nice. Huh? Yeah. And if we go into this EMU deck tab, it opens emulation station if we want it to. And it should have uh sweet code in. Yeah, so it's got the Game Boy and the PlayStation. See him? kind of yep. lined up together it's got those 11 games we dumped before so i guess that means the roms are still there and this nice little fancy list look at that huh nice and you can download you can go in here and you can do something called where's the menu there's the menu scraper mm-hmm. and scrape from blah 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 scrape all games start oh once I have to select a system to scrape. So let's scrape. Let's scrape the Game Boy while we chat about uh, my weekend. Okay. So. Back. I have to kind of like control the Steam Deck from afar. Okay. So it's going to go through and try and like find box art and information and all that sort of stuff for all the games that I've dumped from my own carts. Right. Oh, cool. And these carts um, are kind of important to me because in, in going through and pulling out everything, I did the full thing, JJ. I brought out the Atari 2600. I brought out the NES. I brought out the SNES. I brought out the other SNES. I grabbed, what else did I grab? All the mobile little guys, the Game Boy, the everything. I pulled them all out. I pulled out all the games and I just stared at it for a couple hours to try and figure out to me what was important. Like what did I enjoy looking at? Because with things like the mister, with us exploring this, this, this thing in front of me, which is plugged into a computer right now can play an N64, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can play it so it looks right in my hands. I don't have to sit in front of a TV if I don't want to, or I could because I bought the dock, right? And I can plug that in and it'll run it to the TV. I may not even need the mister. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the Steam Deck can run higher stuff than the mister can. Although, yes, I understand the differences in emulation between the two. And that's why I'm still somewhat interested in a mister. Um, yeah. I mean, we and talked the about ideas the, behind go it. back and listen to that uh, episode we did several episodes ago on emulation if people are interested in those differences. Yeah, the FPGA and how it works and all that sort of stuff is pretty cool. Um, you know, it doesn't have a lot of ability to get higher like this thing can. Like this thing can do PS3, right? You know, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of right. crazy if you think about it. Uh, okay, yeah. 11 games successfully scraped. Um, do we want to keep talking about what I did or do we want to look at these scraper things real quick? Um, go look at these. Well, I mean, let's, things. you know, uh, yeah. put oh, us look on at a loop here or something. Yeah. Great. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. And it has like actual boxes on it. Yeah. This is the box art, right? You want the box art on the box, but it's got Otherwise, the box art, the cartridge and a game file behind it. That is a really cool version of a setup of this stuff. That is awesome. Way to go. Way to go, Emulation Station. So if we go into PlayStation, so there's nothing for Suikoda. So right, I should, well, there, there could have been, but you didn't I, check to scrape Okay, it, well, right? you know what? You know what, JJ? You're right. I should have just selected it. I'll switch it, and then we'll keep talking. Because you know what? Why not? It won't It won't take as long because there's only no, one. No, it's like five seconds. We don't have any time to talk about it. But I, I sat there with all my old systems. And I did for a long time think, I can't get rid of any of this. I, lo- I, I love all this stuff. And I was like, do I really love all this stuff? Or do I love the idea of this stuff? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's sitting here in my um, closet doing nothing. Right? Like, That's it's not. Terrible, it's a terrible screen grab of so you code in two. What are they doing? Come on. That is what the so, box looks like, though. <laughs> so you can go in. And put other art in here. I don't know exactly how. Oh, that's cool. They have like little movies and stuff too. That's yeah, cool. so you can they scrape some videos and stuff too of this thing. I have no idea. I think it's making noise underneath us right now. I can't hear it, so I should probably turn that down in case it's being really loud. Yeah, I can see the levels going. So now it's that's a lot quieter. <laughs> I can see the levels mm. almost as loud as me while I was talking. I was like, ooh, this is not a good thing. <laughs> uh, yes, I guess this is maybe the pause screen or... Yeah, this is the start screen right here. The start screen, but it's not actually the game. I think it's just running a video. Yeah, of yeah the, no, this isn't the game. This of, is not the Of game. the intro of the game, yeah. So we can leave that up for a second. Um, Something for the people to watch. Yeah. So you you were looking at all your systems. You had them all arrayed. And I I mean, I I started and I looked at the 2600. I was like, I don't care about plugging in the 2600 anymore. It's so much work. You have to get... I had I had to get to test it. You have to get an RF converter, an RF converter and it and it doesn't look right. It's all bled all over the place because they planned for it, you know, to be on a CRT. It doesn't, you know... Right, yeah. It probably but, looks really bad on an LCD. The giant pang of nostalgia i got from staring at the asteroids box you know was 
was cool and i thought you know what what if asterisk was just that box was just out on a shelf and um yeah. and then i spiraled down that hole that we talked about a while ago that kind of led to the steam deck and the emulation everything it was like well do i need to be able to i oh, if i'm going to keep the game i need to keep the thing to plug it into it's like no i could just grab the steam deck and show people what you know like if the kids are like what's that like well let me show you You used to take that and plug it into this thing called an atari and then it would play this game and here's the game you know i mean like asteroid that one in particular right asteroids has been cloned so many times there's probably a version on their phone if they want you know i'm sure i have it on steam also yeah yeah but like there's there's an atari you know 50 year collection that just came out with all this stuff too it's not like by the way i hear is like that that is an amazing collection supposedly uh, yeah really really good it's like they, cool they said it's like more of a documentary than a game collection oh like, okay you know you know you've played a lot of those games how much of those games are like really games you know like some uh, of them are pretty yeah. slight in terms of like what you actually can play i mean pac-man and and asteroids are the two best ones on there uh, the rest of them were just like mind games basically like i when i was testing the atari i got out uh outlaw i think it was and it's the one where you just have your your shooter guy and they have their shooter guy. It's amazing how many of the games required two players. It was like yeah, you like, gotta find the, somebody to play with. I think I think combat is the one I'm thinking of where you're a oh, tank. Oh, with the tanks. Yeah. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a second player, the second tank just sits there. You just, just drive around there, and shoot drive the tank over and, that's and shoot the game. it. That's over. Yep. There's no AI back in the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Pong um, the same way. Like if you're playing Pong one player, what are you doing? Well, maybe you're an only child, JJ, and your parents didn't know. Yeah, no, I'm not like, you know, I'm just saying that like, yeah. you know, yeah. what what really is there to play of those games other than to like play a round of that game because it's fun? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to switch it over to, because uh, I'm staring right at it while we're talking. I'm going to switch it to Pokemon Blue and see what they've got sure. here. Oh, there you go. That's mine. I'm sure people are really upset about the fact that they are now staring at a white screen, but it's what it is. <laughs> Yeah. So I so, grabbed so I grabbed your... asteroids, okay, and I set it to the side, and I started to think about what if I could do that for every system in front of me. And I did, you know, I pulled um, Perfect Dark out of the N sixty four pile, and I thought I loved this, you know, um, and the mm. Zelda games. I pulled those out of the pile, and um, I got through most of it. I got the analog boxes set off to the side. I got everything that was a console kind of set off to the side. And then when I got to like the analog pocket, I was like, this is kind of the same as the Steam Deck, but it's not. It's just so cool. And uh, I really started to feel where I had gotten attached to games was like right the Game Boy era where I could take games with me more than my consoles even. I still remember fondly my Game Gear, which I know a lot of people hated. I still remember fondly the uh, Sega Nomad, which nobody had, you know? And no one could keep running for more than, like, five minutes. <laughs> Depending on, yeah, you had to plug it into a wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and while I can still play all those games and I have no intention of going and finding those Sega consoles, I still have a bunch of the Game Boy stuff here. So I think what's going to happen is I'm going to dump a bunch of this stuff and say, you know what, I, I'm really into emulating it. And the um, the Game Boys 
including maybe even the pocket, might become wall art for my office in terms of putting them up on little stands or something on a shelf so yeah. I can see them. And storing Game Boy games is not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't take one, up any space. One binder of, yeah. like, sleeves, effectively, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I've taken basically... I don't know, four bankers boxes worth of stuff and decided I think it's okay to say I, if I can't put this out and look at it because I want to look at it, I don't think I used to I used to think that games had to be played. Uh, I think that was an opinion espoused by some of the people on Giant Bomb. Um, was like, if you're not playing it, it's not an art piece or, you know, it's not they're not for collectors. And it's like, well, I'm not exactly a collector. These are my games that were important to me. And I, and if they're important enough to me that I just physically can't get rid of them, then they are important enough to go out. Right. Like on the shelf. And I think, yeah, I, I think even it's different. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think calling some, you know, calling, you know, saying that you're a collector of games versus saying these are games you owned originally from when you were a kid or, you know, later in life that you just want to have because you have them or you got rid of them and you want to have them again. That's not collecting. That's just normal nostalgia. <laughs> like that's just like a thing, you know, <laughs> people wanting to have access to their childhoods and the things that were important to them earlier in life. That's not weird. And yeah. you know, I, like you're not like, you're not stealing a copy out of the hand of the hungry gamer out there. Not anymore, buying, like, right? Buying, yeah, right? Like, if people want these things, they have access to them. And if they can't afford them, we're showing you <laughs> you don't need to afford them. Um, you, affording you know, a Steam like, Deck and, or anything else like it is also rough, right? But but sure, getting but the like, games and an old system. No, you don't. You, you can do it with a cheap, uh, uh, yeah. another if country have, like, one. A, other countries make these on your phone you can play these on your phone like they're all a lot of these emulators run on android and ios yeah well ios might be a little more difficult because you know apple makes everything harder but they definitely almost all run on android a lot of them do and look whatever is in your phone is like 500 times more powerful than a game boy or like <laughs> 10 times more powerful or probably 50 more times more powerful than like a ps1 and ps2 so what was the stat on the game boy it was like the game boy had more memory than the lunar lander uh it's something like that and i would believe yeah. it too because like you know look man uh the 60s was a long time before <laughs> the game boy came out in the 80s computers it People don't think about it, but computers advanced quite a lot in that time. Yeah. So I might actually, um, since I'm thinking about doing it as like a, a wall piece, I might go track down like the Game Boy Advance that I got rid of because I had a, a, I had a DS and the DS could play my advanced games. And I was like, oh, well, then mm -hmm. I don't need this anymore. And then the uh, that DS that ran my advanced games actually broke. So then I was like, oh, I don't have anything to run advanced games. So, I don't know. The idea of refocusing to something that is displayable because I've had, you know, half of these sitting in boxes. The other half are just taking up room in drawers and shelves and all over the place. And it's like, I am never going to play those systems when I have this in front of me, right? Like, I have this in front of me now. 
we can just pull up Final Fantasy Legend and play it in bed. Why do I want to sit in front of the SNES that looks bad on the TV or pay analog to do it when... I don't know. There's a reason to do that, I think. And I might be being too glib about people's desires because I don't think you should poo-poo the analog systems or anything like that. What do you want and what works for your life, right? Yeah. For some people, they want the authentic thing. They want it to be not just a facsimile of the thing, right, which is what's happening here. They want the thing. And if you want the thing and you have a CRT in your house, you know, like, that's you have now, you can do the thing. I mean, there's people out there Um, soldering, uh, soldering stuff to N64s to get them to HDMI and all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I've, I don't think I've I have that in a, I've watched a guy on YouTube, uh, or sorry, on Twitch, who's a speedrunning uh, punch out. And he has like a, a, uh, a Super NES with an HDMI out in it because he wants to be able to stream it, right? Like, yeah, you know, this stuff is a thing that you can do. Um, same with N64s, Dreamcasts, you know, all these like, uh, you know, I don't think there's a right if you're willing to do it right I don't think there's a right answer to this stuff which is interesting and why I think it made it so hard for me personally to find my right answer because it it gave me anxiety thinking about how much stuff was just sitting here doing nothing taking up room you know what I mean let's see let's see what happens I have like you know like you want to talk about like you talked about yourself here I have two or three shelves worth of games from you know over the years that are just sitting there man i haven't done anything with i don't play 90 percent of these games yeah. you know from ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 yeah switch uh yeah. 360 like all these consoles that i've had over the years it's like i'm not going to go back and play my physical copy edition of mass effect one on the no. 360 why yeah. would i do that like no and i don't think i would go so far as to say like oh this game like jedi fallen order was so important to me i'm gonna go track down a disc copy to put it on a shelf but like my copy of final fantasy 8 is definitely going out on a shelf i remember the birthday where i got my playstation and the only game that i got with it was final fantasy 8 man you know what i mean and like oh you take that back (laughs) You I knew that was. I knew that was the response I was going to get. That's I'm why I'm coming for you. He's going to reach across this microphone <laughs> and strangle me. Um, nah, folks. I, look, I'm kidding. I don't. Care. Final Fantasy. He's, he's, rib, he's ribbing me on purpose. Specifically, I, I, I am. I have yeah. a copy over there on my shelf as well. So you know, yeah. but like, I haven't done any curation. But I also don't have that many games for all of these things. And I have yeah. a closet and a set of shelves where they go. And I'm not adding to that list anymore, you know. Although I guess that's not true. I bought a Switch game like a last couple Switch games last year, so it is yeah. very slowly being added to. But Switch games are smaller compared to sure some of these jewel cases. But in the like, digital man. world, I mean, the last console, you know, the last generation of consoles, we are in the last generation of consoles that will have physical media. The PlayStation I mean, Six. They said I, that about the I, last generation, though. And what did they do? They sold two of them, and now I'm. I am almost certain at least the PlayStation will dump physical media going forward. 
I mean, I don't know why the Xbox wouldn't have done it first, right? They tried to, and it didn't go good. Yeah, I, I don't see either one of them. I don't see, maybe, maybe Nintendo still, because, you know, they'll have some reason that uh, yeah, it's the, better for kids or whatever. I mean, Nintendo's just going to keep the Switch around for 10 more years, and the, the <laughs> frame rates are just going to go lower and lower, so you're going to end up with like... 10 frames a not, second for yeah. uh, Engage 2. Fire Emblem 17 Engage 3 <laughs> is going to have 7 frames a second, and you're going to be happy because, like, man, do you remember when you got, like, 20 frames a second before? Like, man. Yeah. I'm going to click so, this and see know. what happens. Let's see what happens on this Suicoden install here. Oh, there goes Duck Station. Yeah, I mean, what Could it not be red. Oh, yeah, oh. you didn't create one, right? Okay. Oh, that's the sound. We can't hear it, but that's the sound right uh, there. It's oh, sure, it's there. I can see the uh, waveform, JJ. It's there underneath us talking right now. Guaranteed. This is my childhood right here. That oh, sound. Oh, my <laughs> God. i so much PS1. Oh, give it to me. Come on, come on, load. Yes. Yep, yep. It's working. Look at all those uh, pixels there. Woo. It's high res. Oh yeah, fire, man. So cool. I wish I could hear opening, the game. I gotta set up. To this is a banger too, man. There's like a good opening movie. Uh, I gotta. You know, I, not yeah. representative of the gameplay at all, but this is this is sweet. I have one more hardware lane for audio to go into my mixer. Mm. Uh, fake hardware lane, I guess technically. Uh, so now I know what I should be doing with it because I really wish I could hear what's happening right now. You know, uh, yeah, dude, this this uh, this opening movie song goes hard, man. This is good. Oh, it's I, uh, I, it's unfortunately way harder than the actual music you're gonna get in the like beginning several hours of the game. What's funny about it is like I can't wait to edit it because I want to <laughs> hear what it sounds like. Uh, I hope man, I mixed it low old, enough. Look at all these old school character portraits too. So I hope I mixed it low enough because. Uh, it's just sort of guessing that around this area. Whoa, nice. Yeah, Luca. Well, JJ, how do you feel? This is running off a Steam Deck. Heck that yeah, is, man, it's cool. That is being streamed go back to and, you. I'm going to go back and play this game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> play the first That's three so hours cool. and be like, yep, sure is this game. And then That's stop. so cool. I can't believe, like, I can't believe it. I'm so, I, it makes me so nostalgic for the things that are sitting behind me in boxes now getting ready to get, you know, parted, not parted out, but you know what I mean? Like, um, get ready to be, um, sent off to their new life where they will be enjoyed. Right. Because I'm not enjoying them, but I enjoy being able to see like, I, you know, I never played Suicoden two. Well, I'm not going to go buy a copy and get a PlayStation and do that. I just don't have the time, energy or money or, space really is the is one of the major problems here is like hey, we live in a decently sized home if it doesn't fit it doesn't fit you know what i mean you know uh this one is a timely one to bring up because i believe this year uh they are releasing suicoden one and two the remasters unit remasters yeah yeah on I've steam i've seen on steam and probably other places i'm sure yeah. uh but i they... mentioned it because we're we're on the steam deck is that yeah, Cyrus? Well, like it, it is. Uh, it is not <laughs> Cyrus. Uh, uh, that is a uh, that's a COTC joke for folks out there who play uh, the. But I mentioned it because you'll if you play this game and like get through like you know a little bit of it and then go look at what those remasters look like, mm -hmm. bro. It's not the same. <laughs> like they're they've done some work, right? And it oh. does not look the way okay. it did. And you know. 
I mean, it, doesn't, so gonna, it doesn't look the way it did, too, because also then they changed the font. And you're like, why? The old font was cool. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to run an experiment here where we're going to exit this, actually, and try and run it through Emulation Station and see. Uh, so that ran Duck Station underneath mm-hmm. it. We saw it load into Duck Station. So what happens if we run it through? Uh, whoopsie. Why did it do that? What happens if you run up. it through emulation station? Yeah, I must have hit it at an angle. It's it, I'm kind of like reaching with my left arm as far as I can to control this thing without picking it up. I wasn't really set up for this exact part of it. Um, it, it what happened though? Okay, launching game. Mm. That was a nice little window. What happened? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Okay. I was. I was waiting for you to finish your thought there in the middle. Oh, what was my thought? You said like what happened though was oh what happened once I made the physical when I was sitting there with things in my hands like I don't really want to get rid of this analog pocket because if I get rid of it then I'm definitely getting rid of the games right I'm not gonna play on a little tiny Game Boy Color screen when I have the Steam Deck right, right. like it's it looks too good to do that. So either the pocket's going to go, and if the pocket goes, then all the games go. And I, I was stuck. I had kind of gotten up to that point, and I was just like, I can't, I just couldn't feel like I could do it. And like when I thought of it, and I thought, well, what if I lined up all the the mobile devices I have? Not even, it doesn't even have to just be the Game Boys, right? I have a PS Vita in the drawer there. I have a Nintendo 3DS in the drawer there. You know what I mean? I've got all that stuff in the drawer there why don't I make a shelf and like put them out? You know what I mean? And that once you have that feeling of relief, I think from making a decision is, um, I know we're getting a little too existential for watching Sui Koden in the background, but that feeling of relief from making a decision like that was when you knew you made the right choice, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and bring up the, um, uh, I think you hit no. continue there, so it's going to fail because you don't have a memory card, probably. Yeah, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is bring up the RetroArch. Oh, that's uh, fast forward and rewind. <laughs> well, I think let's like. Well, <laughs> well, JJ. <laughs> what a, uh, what a know, bummer! Huh? I think uh, let's kind of try and wrap it here. I think the. Yeah, I, the only thing I would like to do there. is to have seen to have seen what em, emulation station was running, but um, I don't think I'm going to get. Oh wait, did that have? I mean, you're how to right bring there, up right? how to bring up the retroarch menu. That'll be a problem for another day. I'd be curious to see what uh, emulator it's running, but that's that's not for today. Yeah, we had a little technical difficulty there with uh, directly my computer for some reason all the audio just yeah. went dead and that was fun not really yeah but my guess uh my guess is it's either one of the two retro arch ones and it's a question of which one oh it's um, gotta be right i just don't know how yeah, how I, to bring up the menu you could probably check view game details there or something uh it might show you but mm, yeah okay well anyway i i really had a personal epiphany like l3 i don't know uh, those are the kinds of things that would be set on a ps one controller that wouldn't have no right uh, yeah setting um i did feel like i had like a mental breakthrough thanks to this time we've been spending doing this stuff and you i mean even off 
off the podcast, I want to thank you, man, for walking me through simple things like, you know, what does it mean? What does a BIOS actually mean? What can I make it do? What can, you know, what do I need to have to, to make things work? And, um, it's not easy. I, I think it's really, um, time-consuming to try and figure it all out with no help so thank you yeah i i think also like you know it gets more difficult the farther you go right sure yeah, the closer you get to now like this is quite I, I, I don't know i've done this enough times that i consider this to be quite easy ps1 <laughs> and ps2 is also not very hard um, I haven't been super interested in emulating GameCube, uh, but that's there. I know emulation for Wii and Switch is uh, quite good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you want to emulate a PS3 or an Xbox 360... You're going to have to tinker. Any, it's more work. Yeah, quite a bit yeah. more. Yeah. And, and to me, the tinkering part of it is something that is latent in my enjoyment of doing stuff like this just because stuff works easily most of the time like we build the computers not just because oh well now i have a super fast computer and it was maybe a little cheaper it's like no like the tinkering part of like what exactly can i make this do and how can i make it do what i want it to do and what back back behind the scenes stuff can i tinker with that has been latent in me for a little while and i appreciate it coming back out and uh you know, making decisions like that um, are hard. You know. Yeah, man. I I also uh, I'm a I'm a fiddler. I love to fiddle with stuff. I love to tinker, and these are great things to do that with. Uh, because as you will discover, uh, there's just an infinite list of stuff you can tinker with them. It's like ah, you know, <laughs> in this game, I want to tilt the settings a little bit, and you can adjust them. And ah, but like I want to you know make my save states work this way here because it's convenient for the controls and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Awesome. Well, that was uh, 344. And I think 345, we'll, we'll switch it up a little bit. We'll step away from the Steam Deck for a while. Uh, and uh, head a different direction, I think. Cool. <laughs> no spoiler, I give you, just a teaser. I can, can give people an update on uh, Blade and his book club and how it's going. Absolutely. I'm curious. Well, uh, for folks who want to check us out, you can find us out there. We're at We Were Gamers on social media, so check that out. Uh, and we're also uh, on your favorite podcasting app. Give us those five stars. We appreciate them. Spotify, and, uh, Google, and Apple, and all those great podcasting locales. This is a probably, good one to go know. check on uh, YouTube. Yeah, and the YouTubes have been primo recently. I just cannot emphasize enough how great they have been. So folks should check us out on there youtube.com slash at we were gamers.